0: The content in this podcast is fully AI-generated based on real news articles. Listener discretion is advised. For more detailed information and the original context, please refer to the links provided in the show notes, which direct you to the news articles this podcast is based on. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the AI Tech News Podcast, where we dive deep into the latest in artificial intelligence. I'm your host, John, joined by my co-hosts, Joanne and Jessica. Today, we're kicking things off with some exciting news from Stability AI. Ars Technica reports that they've just announced Stable Diffusion 3, a next-gen AI image generator. Joanne, Jessica, what's your take on this?
1: Ah, it's quite the leap forward. Stability AI says Stable Diffusion 3 is an open weights model capable of generating detailed images from text descriptions. They're calling it a next-generation model for a reason, right? Right, Joanne.
2: And the scale of this model is impressive, ranging from 800 million to 8 billion parameters. That means it can run on anything from smartphones to servers, which is a big deal for accessibility.
0: Ah, that's a good point. Speaking of its predecessors, Stability has been on a roll since 2022, with several versions leading up to this. But what sets Stable Diffusion 3 apart from the rest?
2: Well, John, according to Ahmad Mostak, Stability's CEO, this model uses a new diffusion transformer architecture. It's designed to handle patterns and sequences better, aiming for higher quality images.
1: And let's not forget about flow matching. It's a technique they're using to smoothly transition from random noise to a structured image. Sounds like a significant tech improvement to me.
0: Hmm, It does sound promising. However, they haven't released a public demo yet, just a waitlist. That's a bit of a teaser, isn't it?
2: It is, John. But from what we've seen on their website and social media, the image quality seems to be on par with other top models like Dolly 3 and Adobe Firefly the text generation capability, which was a weak spot before, seems much improved.
1: That's intriguing. And they're planning to make it free to download once testing is done. Open source models like these are really changing the game, aren't they?
0: Absolutely, Joanne. It's all about making these powerful tools more accessible. Before we move on, any final thoughts on Stable Diffusion 3?
2: Just that it's fascinating to see how Stability AI is not just focusing on this model. They announced Stable Cascade last week, another model for text-to-image synthesis. They're really experimenting with different architectures.
0: Innovative times, indeed. Well, that wraps up our discussion on Stable Diffusion 3. Up next, we've got something from Google. They're introducing Gemma, a new state-of-the-art open model. Stay tuned. Moving on, Google just stepped up its game in the AI world. The keyword reports they've introduced Gemma, a new generation of -of state-of-the-art open models. It's all about making AI more helpful and accessible. Joanne, what's the scoop on Gemma?
1: Ah, Gemma sounds like a real gem, pun intended. It's a family of lightweight open models drawing from the same well of research and technology as the Gemini models. Google's aim here is to bolster developer and researcher efforts in AI, but with a strong nudge towards responsible building. Pretty cool, right?
2: Absolutely, and the name Gemma, meaning precious stone in Latin, is a nod to its value and potential impact. They're not just releasing the models. There's a whole toolkit coming out to support innovation, collaboration, and importantly, responsible use.
0: That's fascinating. So it's available worldwide from today. What makes Gemma stand out in the crowded field of AI models?
2: John, it's their performance for one. Gemma models, specifically the 2B and 7B versions, boast best-in-class performance for their size. This means they're not only powerful but also accessible, capable of running on a developer's laptop or desktop. It's quite a feat, especially when they're outperforming much larger models on key benchmarks.
1: And let's not overlook the importance of safety and responsible outputs. Google emphasizes that Gemma adheres to rigorous standards to ensure its outputs are safe. They've really set a high bar with Gemma.
0: It's impressive to see Google's commitment to open AI innovation, especially with their track record. Transformers, TensorFlow, BERT, you name it. Gemma seems like the next big step. Jessica, how do you see Gemma influencing the AI landscape?
2: Well, by making these models open and accessible, Google is democratizing AI development. It lowers the barrier for entry, allowing more people to innovate and experiment. This could lead to a surge in AI applications and tools, all built responsibly, of course.
1: I think it's also a call to action for developers and researchers. With tools and models like GEMMA, the potential for groundbreaking work in AI is massive. But with great power comes great responsibility, right?
0: Absolutely, Joanne. The future of AI seems brighter with contributions like GEMMA. It'll be exciting to see how it unfolds. Speaking of the future, up next we have something from Microsoft. They're releasing Pirate, a red teaming tool for generative AI. Sounds like a shift towards AI security. Stay with us. Now for a shift towards AI security, Microsoft has released Pirate, a Python risk identification tool. This tool aims to help organizations globally to innovate responsibly with AI. The Hacker News provides an insightful overview. Jessica, can you break down what Pirate is all about?
2: Sure, John. Pirate is an open access automation framework that Microsoft designed to proactively identify risks in generative AI systems. It's essentially a red-teaming tool that tests AI systems against a variety of risks, including bias, fabrication, and prohibited content like harassment.
1: That sounds incredibly useful, especially with the increasing reliance on large language models. How does Pirate work?
2: Pirate offers five interfaces, including the ability to target specific datasets, score the outputs of the AI system, support multiple attack strategies, and incorporate a memory component. This allows for a comprehensive assessment of an AI system's robustness.
0: Ah, the scoring engine sounds particularly interesting. So it offers two options for scoring the outputs.
2: Exactly. Red Teamers can use a classical machine learning classifier or leverage an LLM endpoint for self-evaluation. The goal is to provide empirical data on the model's current
1: performance
2: and detect any degradation over time.
1: It's a smart way to keep track of a model's evolution but Microsoft emphasizes that Pirate isn't a replacement for manual red teaming, right?
2: Right, Joanne. It's meant to complement a red team's expertise by highlighting potential risk areas. Manual probing is still necessary for uncovering blind spots that automation might miss.
0: Interesting. Microsoft's approach shows a balance between automation and manual expertise. What's the broader context here?
2: Well, the development of Pirate comes amid growing concerns about vulnerabilities in AI supply chain platforms. Just recently, Protect AI disclosed critical vulnerabilities in platforms like ClearML and Hugging Face, highlighting the need for tools like Pirate.
1: It underscores the importance of security and responsibility in AI development. Tools like Pirate could be crucial in navigating these challenges.
0: Definitely a crucial step towards safer AI. Up next, we're venturing into the realm of robotics. Scientific American reports that scientists are putting chat GPT brains inside robot bodies. The potential implications are mind-boggling. Stay tuned for what promises to be a fascinating discussion. Let's delve into a fascinating development reported by Scientific American. Scientists are now putting ChatGPT brains inside robot bodies, aiming to create robots that can handle tasks with human like flexibility. Ishika Singh, a PhD student, is at the forefront of this, aiming to build a robot that can prepare dinner by navigating a kitchen intuitively. Quite a leap from the repetitive tasks robots are currently limited to, isn't it?
2: Absolutely, John. The classical planning pipeline in robotics, which involves specifying every action and outcome, results in robots that falter when faced with unforeseen situations. Singh's work represents a shift towards a more adaptable and intuitive approach, aiming for a robot that understands cultural nuances, kitchen layouts, and personal preferences.
1: It's like the holy grail of robotics, isn't it? Having a robot that not only performs tasks but also adapts to new environments and situations. This could revolutionize industries and daily life.
0: Indeed, Joanne. And the integration of large language models like ChatGPT into robotics seems to be the key here. These models provide a vast knowledge base that robots can draw from, enabling them to interact with their environment in a more human-like manner.
2: That's right, John. Robots equipped with LLMs can access information on a wide range of topics, from cooking recipes to tool manipulation this could bridge the gap between the physical capabilities of robots and the vast information available online.
1: And let's not overlook the ethical and safety concerns. As exciting as this technology is, the potential for LLMs to make mistakes or act on biased information presents real challenges. The integration of these models into robots must be approached with caution.
0: A valid point, Joanne. The balance between leveraging the potential of LLMs and ensuring the safety and reliability of their applications in robotics is crucial. As we move forward, the focus on responsible development and deployment will be paramount.
2: It's a thrilling time in robotics and AI. The collaboration between LLMs and robotics could lead to significant advancements in how robots serve in various industries and even in our homes the key will be in navigating these advancements responsibly.
1: Absolutely. The future of robotics looks promising, with the potential to greatly enhance our daily lives. The journey there will be one to watch
0: closely. Indeed, the potential is vast, and the journey is just beginning. Up next, we're diving into another breakthrough. Giant Freakin' Robot reports on the human brain computer turning on this year. This promises to be another intriguing topic. Stay with us. Switching gears, we're delving into a development that sounds like it's straight out of a sci-fi novel. Giant Freakin' Robot reports on a supercomputer called Deep South, set to go online this April, capable of simulating a human brain. Joanne, isn't that both astonishing and a bit unsettling?
1: Oh, it certainly is, John. Deep South can perform 228 trillion operations per second, putting it on par with the human brain. This isn't about raw speed, it's about efficiency, and mimicking the human brain's ability to process vast amounts of information with minimal energy. And the energy aspect is fascinating. While the most powerful
2: supercomputers need 22.7 megawatts of power, Deep South runs on the equivalent of a refrigerator light bulb's energy. It's a leap towards understanding brain-like computing without the environmental cost of traditional supercomputing.
0: That's an incredible contrast. The efficiency of Deep South could revolutionize not just computing but how we approach AI and environmental sustainability. Joanne, what makes neuromorphic computers like Deep South different from conventional ones?
1: Neuromorphic computers blur the lines between processing and memory, much like how neurons and synapses work together in our brains. This integration allows for more efficient computing, potentially outperforming traditional systems in both speed and power consumption.
2: Exactly. And this efficiency doesn't just benefit the environment. It could drastically reduce operational costs and make advanced computing accessible for more research fields. Plus, it paves the way for AI that learns and operates more like a human brain.
0: The implications for AI are profound. Imagine AI systems that not only think like humans, but do so with a fraction of the power required by current technologies. But there's a flip side, right? The idea of an artificial brain is, well, a bit terrifying.
1: It is, John. The potential for such technology is vast, but so are the ethical and security considerations. We're talking about a machine that could, in theory, think, learn, and process like a human. It's a groundbreaking achievement, but one that comes with a lot of responsibility.
2: And let's not forget the potential for energy savings. If neuromorphic computers like Deep South become the norm, we could see a significant reduction in the energy consumption of the tech industry, benefiting both our wallets and
0: the planet. It's an exciting time for technological advancements, but as you both mentioned, with great power comes great responsibility. We'll have to navigate these waters carefully. Speaking of advancements, up next we're discussing Conmigo by Sal Khan, the Washington Post has an opinion piece on why it's an AI to be excited about for our kids. Stay tuned for what promises to be an enlightening conversation. Our next topic takes a more positive spin on AI in education. The Washington Post shares an opinion piece on Conmigo, developed by Sal Khan, the founder of Khan Academy. It's framed as an AI tool parents can actually be excited about for their kids. Jessica, what sets Conmigo apart from the controversies surrounding ChatGPT and homework?
2: Well, John, Conmigo is built on the foundation of ChatGPT, but it's designed to be a safe and accurate tutor that operates at the skill level of its users. It's interesting because it was developed amidst the backlash against using AI for cheating on homework. The goal was to create an AI that enhances learning rather than undermining it.
1: And it seems they've made significant strides. By integrating Khan Academy's wealth of educational content with GPT's capabilities, they've managed to reduce inaccuracies and the infamous hallucinations of AI. It's fascinating how they retrain the AI to be more of a patient guide than a simple answer machine.
0: That sounds like a game changer for personalized education, but how did they ensure that Conmigo would be both accessible and affordable?
2: Conmigo is available for a subscription of $4 a month, which is basically to cover the costs. Considering the computing power needed to run such sophisticated AI, that's quite a feat. It's aimed at being sustainable and accessible, especially through educational institutions.
1: Sal Khan's efforts to integrate it into the education system by liaising with significant players like Indiana's Secretary of Education, Katie Jenner, highlight a strategic approach to widespread adoption. It's all about leveraging connections and proving the utility of Conmigo in real educational settings.
0: It's heartening to see AI being used to genuinely augment education. Jessica, do you think Conmigo could set a new standard for AI in learning?
2: Absolutely, John. Canmigo represents a pivotal shift towards using AI as a force for good in education. Its focus on interactivity, personalization, and safety could inspire more innovations in the space, making AI a trusted partner in the learning process.
1: The feedback from both students and teachers in the pilot programs is already indicating high engagement and improved differentiation in teaching. This could be the beginning of a new era in educational technology.
0: It's promising to see such positive outcomes from the marriage of AI and education. As we continue to explore the capabilities of AI, tools like Conmigo show the potential for real, beneficial impacts on learning. Moving on, we'll be discussing a rather controversial issue next. Fox News reports a situation where Google's AI bot gave some appalling answers about sensitive topics. Stay tuned as we delve into the complexities of AI and ethics. Well, folks, it seems we've stumbled upon a rather delicate situation. Fox News reports Google had to issue an apology after its AI chatbot, Gemini, gave some contentious answers regarding serious moral questions. Jessica, this seems like a significant oversight on Google's part, doesn't it?
2: Indeed, John. The bot's failure to outright condemn pedophilia and its indecisive comparison between Joseph Stalin and a conservative social media page have sparked quite a controversy it's alarming to see an AI struggle
1: with what many would consider clear-cut moral issues. What's concerning is the nuanced approach the AI took towards pedophilia, distinguishing between attraction and action. While it's crucial to understand mental health intricacies, the lack of a firm stance on such a sensitive topic is troubling.
0: Google's response was swift, promising updates to ensure Gemini no longer shows such responses. But Jessica, do you think this highlights a broader issue with AI and moral judgments?
2: Absolutely, John. It underscores the challenge of programming AI to navigate complex ethical landscapes. AI's reliance on vast data sets means it mirrors the biases and controversies within those data. This incident reveals the need for rigorous oversight and ethical guidelines in AI development.
1: And let's not overlook the comparison between Stalin and Libs of TikTok. The bot's inability to distinguish the historical impact of a dictator responsible for millions of deaths from a social media account is baffling and highlights the limitations of current AI in understanding context.
0: Indeed, it's a stark reminder of AI's current limitations. But moving forward, what steps can companies like Google take to prevent such issues?
2: John, ongoing training and updates based on feedback and incidents like this are crucial companies must also invest in understanding cultural and ethical nuances to guide AI responses more appropriately.
1: Transparency about how these AI systems are trained and the decision-making processes behind their responses is also vital. Engaging with diverse groups for input and critique can help ensure a broader understanding of ethical norms.
0: It's a complex issue, but one we must tackle as AI becomes more integrated into our lives. Up next we'll discuss a recent hiccup with ChatGPT that left many users scratching their heads. The Verge reports on an overnight glitch that had ChatGPT spouting gibberish before OpenAI swiftly resolved the issue. Stay with us for more on the ever-evolving world of artificial intelligence. In a lighter vein, ChatGPT had a bit of a hiccup last night, according to The Verge. Users reported getting responses that ranged from switching languages, getting stuck in loops, to uttering complete gibberish. Joanne, this sounds like a rare glitch in The Matrix, doesn't it?
1: It certainly does, John. One user even got an explanation involving the phrase schwittendly, the sparkle of Tormar on the crest, while discussing the Jackson family. It's like the AI had its own schwittendly moment.
2: OpenAI was quick to acknowledge the issue, stating they were investigating these unexpected responses and promptly worked on a fix. It's fascinating how these models, which are essentially advanced predictive text systems, can occasionally go off the rails.
0: It's a good reminder of the technology's limitations. Despite being at the forefront of AI, ChatGPT is not immune to the odd breakdown. Joanne, how should users approach these glitches?
1: With a grain of salt, John. While it's tempting to get alarmed, OpenAI's transparency and swift action are reassuring. Users should report any odd behavior, but also remember that, at its core, ChatGPT is a complex piece of software that's still learning and improving.
2: Exactly. And considering the vast amount of data and the complexity involved in training these models, occasional glitches are to be expected. It's part of the process of refining and enhancing AI technology.
0: True. The journey of AI is filled with learning curves for both the technology and its creators. Speaking of unexpected twists, our next story involves a law firm, ChatGPT, and a judge's ruling on a six-figure trial fee. The Register reports on this intriguing clash between AI and the legal profession. Don't go anywhere, this one's a doozy. Here's a twist on the AI saga. The Register reports a judge criticized a New York-based law firm, Cuddy Law, for using ChatGPT to justify their trial fee requests. Jessica, it seems like the legal profession's flirtation with AI hit a bit of a roadblock, huh?
2: Certainly, John. It's a bit ironic considering lawyers are known for their meticulous research and argumentation skills. Yet, Cuddy Law attempted to bolster their fee justification with ChatGPT a tool that's notoriously hit or miss with facts and nuances.
1: And Judge Paul Engelmayer was having none of it. He awarded less than half of the requested fees and pointedly criticized the firm for relying on an AI that's been known to fabricate information. It highlights a crucial misunderstanding of AI's current capabilities within the legal field.
0: It's a stark reminder of the gap between AI's potential and its practical, reliable application today. Jessica, does this incident suggest a broader issue with AI in professional settings?
2: Absolutely, John. It underscores the need for critical scrutiny when integrating AI into professional practices, especially in fields as consequential as law. While AI can offer valuable insights, it's not yet a substitute for human expertise and judgment.
1: The judge also highlighted past instances where ChatGPT was used to generate fake judicial opinions, underscoring the risks of over-reliance on generative AI without thorough vetting of its output.
0: It's a cautionary tale about the allure of cutting edge technology and the importance of tempering enthusiasm with skepticism. But moving on, what's Elon Musk's new AI company all about? The Verge takes a closer look at what's brewing in Musk's world of AI. Stay tuned as we unpack this next. Shifting gears to the tech tycoon realm, The Verge has a piece on Elon Musk's AI venture, XAI, questioning its uniqueness in the crowded AI market. Jessica, it seems like XAI's entry might be more about Musk's personal brand than innovation. What's your take?
2: John, it does feel that way. XAI, despite Musk's formidable track record, doesn't seem to offer anything groundbreaking apart from being associated with Musk himself. Their only product so far is Grok, a sassy LLM, accessible through x formerly known as twitter
1: and it's interesting to note that despite the big name behind it so xai hasn't made waves the way openai did with ChatGPT. the ai space is indeed crowded and standing out requires more than just star power
0: certainly musk's involvement in multiple ventures does give him a unique edge but as the verge points out the so-called Muskonomy might not be enough to propel xai forward without a clear innovative product jessica Could this be a sign of Musk's shifting status in Silicon Valley?
2: Possibly, John. Musk has been a visionary in several industries, but the challenges at X and Tesla might be indicators that his Midas touch isn't infallible. The AI market, especially, demands more than just a big name. It requires real, tangible innovations.
1: That's a valid point. And with AI's potential being scrutinized more closely in terms of cost versus productivity gains, Ventures like XAI need to offer something genuinely unique to captivate both investors and users.
0: It will be fascinating to see how XAI evolves and whether it can carve out a niche for itself in this competitive landscape. For now, it seems the jury is still out. Next up, we'll be discussing Groke, an AI platform that's making headlines for its incredible computation speed, according to Tom's guide. This might just be the breakthrough we've been waiting for in AI technology. Stay tuned. Shifting gears to an AI breakthrough and processing speed, Tom's guide introduces us to Groke, a company making waves with its hardware designed for running AI language models. Notably, this is Grok with a Q, distinct from Elon Musk's Grok with a K. It seems they're pushing the boundaries of speed in AI applications. Jessica, how significant is this advancement?
2: It's quite groundbreaking, John. Grok's technology, particularly its language processing units or LPUs, is designed specifically for dealing with large language models like LAMA-2 and Mistral-7B. This specialized hardware allows for processing speeds up to 75 times faster than the average human typing speed, significantly
1: outpacing traditional GPU-based systems. And that speed is crucial for real-time applications, whether it's conversing with chatbots or generating content on the fly. The difference GroK's technology makes in user experience and operational efficiency could be game-changing for the industry.
0: It's fascinating to see the shift towards hardware specifically designed for AI tasks. Jessica, does this suggest a trend where we'll see more custom hardware solutions emerging to address the unique demands of AI and machine learning?
2: Absolutely, John. As AI applications become more complex and widespread, the limitations of general-purpose hardware like GPUs become more apparent. Companies like Grok are leading the charge towards a future where hardware is as specialized and optimized for AI as software has become.
1: This could indeed open up new possibilities for AI deployment, making sophisticated models accessible for real-time applications in ways we've only begun to explore.
0: It's an exciting time for AI technology, with innovations like Groke's promising to accelerate the pace of progress. Next up, we delve into a groundbreaking study reported by SciPost, where AI is being used to predict Alzheimer's disease up to seven years before symptoms appear. Stay with us as we explore the potential of AI in healthcare. Turning our attention to a groundbreaking study, SciPost reports that scientists at UC San Francisco have developed an AI capable of predicting Alzheimer's disease up to seven years before symptoms appear. This machine learning model, which identifies high cholesterol and osteoporosis as significant predictors, especially in women, could be a game changer. Joanne, how does this study transform our approach to Alzheimer's?
1: It's a monumental step, John. By leveraging electronic health records to predict Alzheimer's onset years in advance, this AI offers hope for early intervention. The study not only enhances our diagnostic capabilities, but also deepens our understanding of the disease's underlying biology, particularly the gender-specific factors contributing to Alzheimer's in women.
2: Indeed, Joanne. The use of random forest models to analyze complex medical data highlights AI's potential to revolutionize how we approach complex diseases. The predictive accuracy of these models, at 72% up to seven years in advance, underscores the power of combining AI with clinical data for early detection.
0: It's intriguing to see how demographic and clinical data points, when combined, can enhance the predictive accuracy of these models. Jessica, could this approach be a blueprint for tackling other difficult-to-diagnose diseases?
2: Absolutely, John. The methodology applied here could indeed serve as a model for other diseases like lupus and endometriosis. It shows how machine learning can not only predict disease onset but also identify potential molecular targets for therapy, opening doors to new treatment strategies.
1: And the integration of SPOKE, a database of databases with genetic databases to uncover novel insights, like the link between osteoporosis and Alzheimer's in women, is truly innovative. It demonstrates the strength of combining computational tools with genetic research.
0: The promise of AI in healthcare is immense, offering new avenues for early diagnosis and treatment. However, as the study notes, there are challenges to overcome, including data interpretation and the need for validation in diverse populations. Moving on, we'll explore NVIDIA founder Jensen Huang's advice against learning to code, as reported by Vulcan Post. It promises to be an intriguing discussion on career paths in the tech landscape. In an intriguing turn, Jensen Huang, NVIDIA's founder, suggests a pivot in career advice at the World Government Summit in Dubai. Vulcan Post reports Huang's argument against the long-standing push for learning to code, emphasizing instead the importance of domain expertise. Joanne, how does this shift reflect on the current state of AI and the job market?
1: It's a significant reflection, John. Huang's perspective suggests that the advancements in AI, particularly in making programming more intuitive and human-like, are rapidly changing the landscape of employment and skill development. It points towards a future where understanding the intricacies of specific fields, be it biology, finance, or engineering, becomes more crucial than the ability to code. Exactly, Joanne. And it's not just about
2: the redundancy of coding skills for the average professional. Huang is highlighting how AI is set to become a tool that amplifies domain expertise, allowing professionals to leverage technology without needing to know the intricacies of programming languages themselves.
0: That's an eye-opening perspective. It suggests a future where AI acts more as a collaborator than a tool strictly requiring coding knowledge to operate. Jessica, does this mean we're moving towards a more inclusive interaction with technology?
2: Absolutely, John. This shift towards AI that can understand and execute tasks based on natural human language democratizes technology, making it accessible to a broader range of professionals. It underscores the importance of deepening domain knowledge to fully harness the potential of AI in solving industry-specific challenges.
1: It also raises interesting questions about the educational system and how it prepares future generations for the workforce. Emphasizing critical thinking and specialized knowledge over generic coding skills could lead to a more innovative and adaptable workforce.
0: Indeed, the implications are far-reaching, from education to workforce development. As we continue to explore the evolving relationship between AI and human expertise, it's clear that staying curious and informed is more vital than ever. Next, we'll discuss Google's recent agreement with Reddit for AI training data, as reported by The Verge. This collaboration could have significant implications for the development of AI. Stay tuned. For our final discussion today, we delve into a strategic move by Google, securing a deal with Reddit for AI training data. The Verge reports this partnership aims to provide Google with more efficient ways to train its models by accessing Reddit's vast content through its data API. Jessica, what does this mean for Google's AI development?
2: This is a significant development, John. By accessing real-time content from Reddit, Google can enhance its AI's understanding of human discourse and potentially improve its natural language processing capabilities. It's a strategic move that underscores the importance of diverse data sets in training sophisticated AI models.
1: And it's not just about training AI. This partnership also opens up new avenues for Google to display Reddit content across its products. It's a mutually beneficial arrangement that could lead to innovative applications of AI in content curation and search optimization.
0: Reddit CEO Steve Huffman sees this as a potential new business avenue, suggesting we might see more of these data licensing deals in the future. Jessica, could this trend impact how companies approach AI training and development?
2: Definitely, John. As AI becomes more integrated into our digital experiences, companies will seek out unique data sources like Reddit to train their models more effectively. This could lead to a competitive advantage in developing AI that's more attuned to human behavior and preferences.
1: Moreover, Reddit's access to Vertex AI, Google's AI-powered service, could mean improved search capabilities for Reddit, enhancing user experience on the platform. It's a clear example of how AI partnerships can drive technological advancement and business growth.
0: As AI technology evolves, partnerships like this could be pivotal in shaping the future of AI applications making them more responsive and useful to users. That wraps up today's episode. Thank you, Jessica and Joanne, for your insights. And thank you, viewers, for tuning in to the AI Tech News podcast. Until next time, keep up with the digital world.